I have the pleasure of talking with Annetta and Travis on Payslip Spots leadership session today. So I want to let's go forward and let's talk about implementation with Annetta and Travis. So our first question is defining your global payroll service delivery is a major strategic decision for most organizations, small or large. What advice would you provide to organizations to consider regarding implementations and what questions should you ask in advance and during the RFP process? So Travis, I'll let you start with your response to this question. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think at least for us, like, and what I would recommend is, you know, taking kind of like an inventory of what's working well and, you know, perhaps what's not working well or what could be improved in your current payroll kind of ecosystem. And I think that helps answer the question, like, what's to be gained by making this change? I think, you know, when I came to Paint Slip, I was looking for a lot of like just personal sanity and having like insight into our process as we kept rapidly scaling and adding more payrolls. Um, we really needed to bring in that visibility. So I think in kind of taking that inventory of what's working well, what's not, we were able to say like, okay, how does this align to where our business is going and what is to be gained? Um, and ultimately, I think we were able to um, weave in those questions as we were meeting with uh, in-country providers to say like, you know, here's challenges we've had historically and, you know, how would you approach kind of coming up with a solution for those and just making sure that we were able to identify those right partners as we continue to grow. Okay, and and definitely, uh, Travis, you've been on a major growth um, wave as we use wave yeah. <laughs> uh, and the logo, you are on a, a major growth wave. So yeah. just recommending taking inventory of what you have, talking with the providers is key because your growth is uh, is fast and it's very strategic for the organization that you put something in place and you have a, a model that's gonna work. Mm -hmm. So, Annetta, what would you, how would you, what insights do you have for us today on that? Uh, so, insights, so uh, uh, yes, I agree with Travis, look at your inventory, what you have today, but also look into the future. So, what you need today, uh, and you're looking at your uh, organization strategic goals as well, look at the countries that you're planning to grow, and uh, you perhaps will need more services than payroll. So looking at your payroll partners, uh, when you're choosing your payroll partner or you have your current payroll partner, look at all the services than payroll and maybe payments that you might need in that country, support on registration, support with your employment law contracts. All of that, that is extremely uh, important to run compliant payroll in the country and uh, the partner you're choosing is a strategic partner that will help you to move your organization from today to tomorrow. And the investment you're making today, the money you're spending on implementing that partner will be well spent and uh, you will see return on investment. And if, if you um, really spend a lot of time during implementation, working on the relationship with your partner, that will help you with the challenges in the future. Annetta, that's a fantastic insight because especially on your RFP, what services do you need that provider to provide for you, right? So if it's, we all know in the payroll space, we sometimes need uh, support on uh, registrations. We need support on compliance. Um, the language issue may be an issue that we might need them to fill out some forms for us because we're not, we don't 
know the local language in Czechoslovakia or we might know that not have support with the Portuguese down in Brazil. So we need to make sure that we have that spelled out so we can be successful. And depending on what your growth pattern is, like in Travis's situation, he's in a massive growth. What's your growth look like? And are you positioning and that provider during the RFP, are they going to be able to meet your needs? And is growth possible if you go to that provider? So if you're suddenly are with a provider for, with 10 employees, will they be able to move you forward if your growth goes to 500 in the next year? So those are things to think about. So thank you for bringing them up. So our next question is, your global payroll technology project has been approved. What suggestions do you have to prepare, plan, and to run a successful global project implementation? What stakeholders are you gonna include in the project and how are you going to get buy-in? So Travis, I'll have you take that question first. Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think, again, going to the case of WAVE, like for us, it was establishing buy-in with our senior leadership um, quite early on. So our CFO, our head of people, our CEO, um, and really for us, I think, uh, what I can rec what I would recommend is like figuring out what your narrative around the change management is, um, and establishing buy-in around that. So for wave, you know, we had a lot going on, uh, with our sale and <laughs> spinning up a new company. So there was a lot of questions around why do we do this now? Um, and I think we were able to change the narrative to, by doing this now, we're able to have a more scalable and transparent payroll process as we continue to grow um quite rapidly and aggressively globally um, and so that's i would definitely like my takeaway would be focus on that narrative and establish buy-in around it okay and annetta what insights would you bring into that uh well if if you are an organization that is established and uh, you're looking at your spreadsheets and the hardship that uh, comes with that and uh, if you don't have technology and you decided and you got the budget for one, uh, obviously the efficiency, the speed of processing payroll, the accuracy when we remove the Excels and various spreads being sent to in-country payroll provider, that data protection uh, around the process that technology offers, obviously it's, it's, it's a big sell uh, for uh, your compliance internally, it's uh, on efficiency and saving costs, big thing for finance function, but I think uh, for payroll professionals, for HR teams, who is important uh, key stakeholder here, it's your employee. So you're looking at your employees, at their standard, um, uh, the standard way how they receive their pay slips, is it uniform across the countries? So it's a big sell for employees, they all get the same. Uh, the HR would have visibility on the process, how employees receive information, um, and that's another big sell. So, so if you that established and you're going for technology, probably these are the main benefits that you can, um, I suppose, present to to your internal departments to sell the project. If you're a company like Wave, and um, if you decide now we're starting, we 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 uh, setting off in various countries, um, and in Travis's case. Um, when expanding and you you have small team and you need technology to help you to set up in different countries and standardize your payroll process this obviously it's a big sell for the company and it's positioning you uh, for success in the future and to onboard really hundreds of people when you need them very quickly and very efficiently 
uh, in the same uh, way for each country. So that's where the technology comes from and involving your teams in understanding why this is so important for the growth. Uh, as Travis mentioned, CFO, the head of people being involved and knowing that payroll is aligning to companies' strategic goals is very important. Yeah, Annette, I think that you said that perfectly is aligning your operation goals and the technology and support you're using to the company's uh, goals so that everyone can be successful. So that's that's really key. One of the things that um, Travis did um, when we talk about stakeholders, he was fast growth. He knew that he had many, many jobs on his uh, plate <laughs> that he had to do. I think in the month of January, he got a new assignment. He was working with Global Mobility <laughs> along with um, his HR and payroll function. So he recognized that he had a key person that was in Africa that was interested in payroll and wanted to expand his footprint. So he brought the uh, Boris as part of Travis's team into the project at the beginning. And not only did that help Travis with additional support, but it also provided uh, growth expansion for Boris to be able to expand his footprint and be work in the global uh, space. And so that's been very beneficial for the team as the, the growth of the companies being organized. So looking across the organizations is key for those stakeholders and having those connections. I know in simple things of making sure everybody understands what's happening, bringing the, the finance team in when you're working on your GL file, the IT team for those integrations. So making sure we get the, the business owner that owns that because that's what they do for their day job and we need their expertise. So both of you kind of shared the communication and the, the leadership at the top that's helping you be successful. So that's the key takeaway to think about. So let's go on to our next question. As you both have been involved with global payroll implementations, what suggestions do you have to plan prepare and run a successful global implementation that you are making sure that you're following scope and you're making sure that you're getting what you value in your experience that you've mapped out. So what three critical best practice items would you suggest for an on-time delivery, making sure that you're following your budget and scope and looking at your resources? So Annetta, what would you uh, suggest for that? Uh, so for that, uh, I think it's uh, with any implementation planning is crucial, with any implementation involving your stakeholders is crucial because you want to establish the milestones throughout the project, who's going to be involved at what stage, and who you want to ensure that you have all the information from your teams, as we were talking about GLs, uh, from IT. So all those pieces need to fit nicely into the project and having these from the very onset uh, on the scope and through the phases will allow you to, uh, to meet your timelines and hence the budget. When the budget overruns, it's when the time overruns and uh, <laughs> it's costing more. Um, hopefully you'll have a, a provider or an organization you're working with that uh, you know there is some room. I, I know Travis will be talking about some room for changes, uh, <laughs> but scope timeline and your resources that you have assigned and and keep to that scope keep to the timeline and um, if you if you're going for your phase one and your set of countries go for that make sure it's completed make sure you have your stakeholders uh, in that phase and that you keep to the timelines um, 
and communication is very important. So establish communication channel with the other side and your expectation is how many times you're going to communicate throughout that project. Is it on a weekly basis? Is it through a shared action log? Is it through uh, uh, any tool that you decide on one tool? And where is that information going to be saved? So obviously audit trail of that later for your soft reporting is very important and that uh, anything that you've agreed or exchanged is well documented. So the scope, the timeline uh, for compliance documentation and to ensure that you include your stakeholders. Thanks, Aneta. So Travis, what would you like to share? Yeah, I think, I mean, starting out, get an Aneta, find someone, whether that be <laughs> with your implementation team, internal, external, find someone to hold you accountable, um, especially um, you know, as things uh, progress, uh, as you start running your monthly payroll, you will really need someone to just like remind you of those deadlines, be there to support you in the shared success. I think that was super helpful for us, just given everything that was going on when we were doing the first batch of countries. Um, I think embracing a mentality that uh, implementation will conclude, it will end, it has an end date. Um, perhaps not for WAVE, but that's a good problem to have. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's it's a ton of work, but there is a reward at the end of it. Um, and I think it's important to rem like remind yourself that like our payroll process will be better off for having gone through this. Um, and then I think like uh, I would echo what Annetta said with communications. I think having honest communications with internal and external stakeholders, um, you know, what's going well, what's not going well, thinking back to our implementation. Like we had that miscommunication with Spain, needing documents physically in hand. And so just a quick pivot, you know, an overnight FedEx. Um, and like those were thing, all things that could be handled, just like making sure that we're constantly staying on top of communications, especially when we're moving so quickly. Um, and then I think like in to add on to that communication piece, like definitely feel free to highlight, um, you know, what you've learned throughout the process. As a company, Wave embraces uh, honesty <laughs> in everything that we do. And so it, it was pretty freeing for me to say, you know, to our executive team, like, I've learned so much about setting up payroll in Portugal. Don't think we'd do it again, but <laughs> here we are. We've been through the process, uh, and you know, here's how we're going to bring this to conclusion. So, I think you know, having a champion, uh, embracing a mentality that like it is a time-bound process, it does have a conclusion, and then just open lines of communication and being you know honest in what's going well and what's not, and that would be my three kind of crucial best practices. Well, Travis, I really like the piece about the honesty on both sides of the organization, inside your organization, to share with the senior leaders. Why did they go in XYZ country? Because I, I would never go there again, but we know that the business needs it. And then, of course, the, the honesty with the provider, and, and then that also goes back to the honesty with your team saying, you know, did you do this or not do this? So I think for, for the teams to be successful, honesty is there and accountability is, is really extremely mm -hmm. important. And I kind of see even though, you know, we're, we're, you're working with a client and Payslip's working with a client, you're part of the team. So we're part of your team to be successful. And when you have that open collaboration like you would have with employees in your organization, both, te both teams are successful and driving, driving what both organizations want to achieve. So with that, um, Aoife, I'm going to turn us over to our next polling question that you have for us. Yeah, thank you very much, Mary. So um, this, this question uh, we're going to launch now is, um, 
about how involved you as a payroll department are in your um, strategic decision making, your company's overall strategic decisions. So hopefully that will come up on the screen in a moment. So the questions, um, the quest, it did great. Um, yeah. So the question, question is: Is your payroll department involved in company scaling and growth initiatives or strategy? So again, some short answers: Yes, no, or in some cases. So we just like to gauge um, from from the audience where where the payroll department sits in that um, part with with the um, strategic decisions in an organization. So Travis and Annetta, what thoughts do you have on this one? How do you think people are going to respond? I'm hoping yes, uh, you know, a resounding yes, but we shall see. <laughs> what What about you, Annetta? I, I hope so that uh, yes, as as our payroll professionals uh, having the experience in various countries um, have a lot of um, tips to share. <laughs> so I would hope yes. Um, and obviously, um, uh, the, the strategic payroll team can help really to determine the countries because they see the data month to month. Uh, and if you're looking at social security cost, this country versus the other countries, uh, uh, payroll people have it uh, just up their sleeves. <laughs> they don't need to pull any uh, reports <laughs> uh, to know that. So I, th I, I think, I hope, yes, 27%. Okay. So 27%, uh, we have we have 47 with no, so um, we're going to have to be on our, our campaign that I'm always on, that <laughs> payroll is the center of the universe in our organizations. They may not know that yet, but we'll have to keep, continue to report that. And then, of course, the, the 27 in some cases. So that, you know, that that's great to have 27 in some cases, so they are reaching out. The challenge will be is we have to continue to, to, to sell kind of in we have to sell what we have. And as Annetta mentioned, uh, we have a lot of great information to be able to provide to our strategic leaders to help them make those key decisions. Okay, so let's go back. Let's go on to our next question. Great, so, I'm just... Okay, ready? Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, okay. thanks. Over the last years, we've seen companies expanding into new countries, acquiring companies, or moving businesses to new locations. Often the payroll team has little notice. How do you select and access the in-country providers or the ICPs so they can meet your needs of your organization now and in the future? And what keys to success would you provide to the attendees today? So Travis, how would you start? want to start with this question? Yeah, um, I think like if it's a new country that you haven't an experience in, I would definitely say ask for a recommendation. Um, I have found that people have no problem sharing both positive and negative experiences. So ask for that recommendation, take it with a grain of salt. Um, I think also, you know, going back to that inventory of like services needed, like how will this ICP best be able to support you? Do you need help with money movement? Do you need HR and contract guidance? Do you have questions about pensions? Like um, thinking about like all of those things that you'll need to ask. And I think you can also like, if it's a new market that you haven't been in, just, you know, don't be afraid to say like this is new to me like <laughs> I don't know what I don't know um, and I think ICPs are always willing to kind of guide you into the right path um, I think you can also ask ICPs like if you've had a good like challenge um, in a previous country like ask them how they would solve that or how they might approach addressing that challenge 
Um, and then I think, you know, once you do make a selection with an ICP, like monitor it early on, like, and if the relationship isn't going well, like make a change quickly. Um, your organization is counting on you to find the right providers. And, um, you know, we're all human. So if we, a conversation we feel is going to work really well, and then it turns out like, oh, actually this provider is probably not the right for, for us right now. Like figuring out a way to, um, quickly pivot and help best support your business, um, would be kind of like what I would think of as like the top things that come to mind when looking at ICPs and new countries. Okay. Aneta, what would you, what would you, you like to provide? As I definitely insight? agree. Uh, thank you, Mary. I definitely agree, Travis, with you. These are great tips uh, uh, on providers. Um, and when you're having your conversations with the prospect in country payroll partners, do ask for the team size that is going to support your payroll um, for uh, language ability. So your preferred language, whether it's English, French, German, and is that team going to support you in that language and the abilities of the team? Uh, Google Translate is insufficient to process payroll. So uh, no matter how good the salesperson is and they have excellent, say, English, if the team doesn't have it, it might become an issue later on and uh, you want to avoid those. Um, um, so the, the team size, obviously, for business continuity, language for communication day to day. Um, uh, references are always the best way to check out the partner. Um, uh, also, any kind of questions you have in that country, ask the provider for any resources they can direct you that you can read off on that payroll and they uh, and ask them for, for their service list. So we can really study that and if that meets your needs. And if you need a legal department for employment law and if they don't have one, then you might want to look at something else. Uh, or um, also um, ask them for support hours. Uh, so Travis uh, based in the US and if he's working in Europe or in Asia, if they don't have support hours during your time zones, then it's very difficult to close up any queries or questions that might arise during the payroll. Um, so it's nice to have the understanding what time or during your time zone when you're working, when the team will be available to take your questions, what's the turnaround time for your queries uh, on your payroll so that you don't uh, you don't get stuck or you don't go uh, against the timeline. Um, so so the, these are the my probably main tips when choosing an ICP. Thank you, Annetta. You you brought up some great uh, topics about the time zone, making sure it's yeah. going to work. <laughs> that that one's that one's. A... <laughs> um, Travis is in. Travis is in, in. I think every every continent at the current moment. So he's uh, he's working through different time zones. But the that is an important piece. The hours they work. Who's going to support the mm -hmm. team? And you're right. In sales, the sales team typically speak English, which is correct. Um, probably because we know that they're reaching out to global clients, but does the, the uh, team have the language support that you need in that particular country? Depends on the team that you're working with them. If, you're, if your team's in Brazil and they're speaking Portuguese, we know that they're going to have Portuguese support, but will their English, can, if it's an English-speaking person that's working with that team, will we have good support? And they understand what we're asking them to to do for us, right? So sometimes things are lost in translation and because of the language difference, the item isn't handled the way we wanted it to be. So we have, that's that's a big one. 
and just the employment piece that you brought up and the taxation and all of that support depending on your organization if it's if it's larger you may have more support inside your organization with legal and employment law but if you're smaller you may not so looking at what that services are and Travis already shared the piece about communication letting letting them know in a previous question letting them know what they're doing well and letting them know you know how we, we can map and improve together so that we're successful it does take work to to find that icp that's going to work for you and then of course depending on your organization annette touched on the employee experience so we we know today talent is key and organizations are providing very heavily heavy comp packages that have many benefits that uh, depending on the country you are, they may be considered taxable compensation to the employee. So does the benefits that you're providing, does the ICP understand the different plans that are being given to the employee so that it can be done correctly? The last thing we want to do is have to come back to an employee and tell them their, their benefits that we provided weren't handled correctly. So those are things to kind of think about in that piece. So thank you both for sharing. So on to our next question. One key to success during implementation is the training and support. Please share the training and tools that work for you in order to be successful, to have a seamless transition for your team and onboarding services. So Annetta, do you want to take that one first? Uh, yes, sure, Mary, thank you. <laughs> um, I think uh, what's important uh, during training and onboarding is to ensure that, again, all your stakeholders are included and the one training for your senior team might not be the same as your payroll processing team or the same for your in-country payroll partner. So understanding the person and providing that training and support. So coming back to your plan, again, implementation, where is my training for my payroll team? Where is the training for my um, senior team? Where is the training for my finance team so they can self-serve the reports, uh, so, so they can get what they need on time? And then in-country payroll partner, how do I communicate with them? What are they required to do to process the necessary? But if I need anything additional, how do they know and how we communicate that? So training is a crucial part of your implementation and checking points with your team. Did you understand that? Are you happy with this? And making also sure accountability, as Mary mentioned before, have the person covered the training? Are they saying to me, I'm just gonna look at that and come back to it later? Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> if you're implementing the system and you need people to communicate, uh, but because people can't find then uh, in the system what they're looking for to, to process payroll. So, during implementation, ensure that all your stakeholders receive the necessary. Check that they can and actually can use the system and adopt the system. Um, and while keeping them through implementation engaged, that will benefit them later on in the payroll process, as Travis had with Boris. Uh, when Boris was trained, he was just off he went and used the system, didn't need Travis probably too. <laughs> Travis, very sad. Uh, but, uh, it is um, extremely, extremely important that not only your team, but your in-country payroll partner also is trained and has, uh, they have implemented steps uh, and in, uh, embedded them in their procedures during the month so that 
your service is provided accurately and on time during the payroll. Thank you, Annetta. So Travis, um, what insights do you have? Yeah, I mean, Annetta really hit the nail on the head there. Um, but I think from the client side, like one of the things that I was immensely like grateful to like the pace of team for doing is like really pushing us on thinking about the steps within payroll. Um, which I think prior to implementing Payslip, we really hadn't thought of like, okay, how do we think about like data collection, time and attendance, um, and how do all of these steps work together? And I think in doing that exercise and going through that process, we were really able to say like, okay, how are we going to cross train the team? So we have bench strength. Um, and then I think like Boris is a great example. You know, we were able to show him how all of this works together in the total landscape. And he was able to just go run with payroll, you know, very hands off. Um, but I think like additionally, when I think of like finance, just having visibility into like, okay, we know they're going to need, um, you know, expenses by this date because that's when their payroll process started. It just really helped kind of enhance and I would say like up level our payroll process and made it like entirely transparent, which was something that as we continue to grow and scale at such a rapid clip, like we need. <laughs> no, I think it's, I think that the training piece and making sure that the appropriate teams have the correct training as Annetta mentioned, and then going through the process, as you said, Travis, during the training to think about what are those things that are coming in from payroll, because there's many pieces that come in, just how do they all fit together, right? So that the person that's supposed to provide that has the correct training and when the delivery date is so that you can be successful. So all of those things are, are key. And often sometimes in projects, because it gets tight in time, we think, oh, we'll do the training after. But as Annetta mentioned, it's great to have it as it's ongoing and as you're doing the step so that the team is being trained because at the end of the day, we don't want to have the consultant, if you're bringing in consultants or additional staff, they understand the system, but your team doesn't understand. So it's important to think about giving them the training and then connecting with your whoever you're working with, your ICP or your technology partner, making sure you're asking the questions. And if you don't understand something, ask them to to re-give you a mini training on that session. Because as Annetta mentioned, payroll is mission critical and you don't have any extra time. We never have an extra time in payroll. If anybody has extra time in payroll, uh, please come see us because we, we, we want to find your secret recipe out. <laughs> okay, so let's go on to our last question. So in closing, implementations have challenges with good days and other days that require attention. What advice do you have to keep the project on track and have and what is your backup plan since payroll is mission critical function in your organization? Because it is essential that employees get paid on time and accurately. So Travis, want to take that question first? Yeah. Um, I, I think like the first thing that you can do, especially since there are good and bad days in any implementation or any payroll process really, is just like finding humor in the process. Like that was really helpful with the payslip team, just kind of like having that like, you know, collective like, oh, this is like, we didn't expect this, this is kind of humorous. Um, <laughs> I think like, <laughs> I know, I really enjoyed our weekly calls where it was like, what's going on in Spain? <laughs> um, I think communications, both uh, internal and external um, are super important. Like if you feel like, especially as we were spinning up countries, 
um, you know, we were really kind of uh, beholden to certain tax authorities uh, producing like our tax IDs. Um, so just, you know, over communicate. That's the one thing, like if I have to say anything, like communication is key. Like that's the one thing you control. Um, so both internal, external. Um, and then I think like, ultimately, you know, as problems do arise, think creatively about how you can approach those setbacks. I think that's really what moves us from that position of like payroll processor admin to strategic business partner. Like, hey, this country hasn't given us our tax ID. What's our backup plan? We know this employee needs to get paid. And I think for us, like in working with the ICP, we got really creative with, okay, this is what the net amount will be. We'll make it in advance. And so we're able to deliver an on-time payroll but still remain compliant in country. Um, and again, I think like you gotta be able to think creatively, um, work with your ICP and then just like communicate in words and out. Like, this is what we're doing. This is what's going on. We didn't see this happening, um, but we have a plan. And I think that's ultimately um, how you like just go through the roller coaster that is payroll. <laughs> <laughs> the up and down of the roller coaster in, in every given <laughs> day, right? Um, but we make the best of it yeah. with the two things that I'll say is, Travis and Annetta, you bring it everything to the table every single day with a smile. So that makes it easier, even though we might not be want to smile on some of the uh, <laughs> feedback we get, but we keep a smile. Okay, Annetta, what would you like to share? Uh, what I would like to share, well, about the implementation mission critical. So as, as Travis uh, mentioned, things uh, might not go according to plan. And uh, uh, if if they did, we would have no job. So <laughs> it's better uh, uh, to approach any issues and problems, as Mary mentioned, with a smile. And if things happened, we can't take them back, but we can make a difference going forward. So uh, for me, always is a phone call. Get everybody on the call, uh, all the stakeholders that are needed. It could be 15, sometimes 15 minutes, that as much as you need instead sending multiple emails and saying, I need this, let's get on the call, discuss it. There will be always a uh, joint effort appreciated and from your in-country payroll partner and from your organization to resolve that issue. As Travis mentioned, if, if you're missing a tax ID, if you're missing a document, there is always a way around it that somebody can come up with the solution and help you to move forward. Uh, as, as we're talking here about employees, most important that they get paid. Sometimes you need to let things go so they do get paid and you get to fix the issue then after the pay date. Uh, um, make your filings, notify your accounting team, uh, make changes, um, uh, make a provision for that change. Uh, and really open communication, uh, that's the key. I think having a standard process as well helps. So if you have your countries and you're taking your payroll process and you're stepping back and designing your process as standard so that uh, in case that one country, um, you, you had an issue, i.e. a person wasn't available to process that payroll, if you have a standard payroll process, somebody can step in and have that backup plan. So who is covering if you have Poland and Germany and two people managing those two payrolls, have you a backup? Are they cross-trained? Those people are, uh, that are providing the, uh, or 
kind of uh, providing the payroll for those countries, are they cross-trained? Can you, in your organization, make sure that everybody has a, a backup, so for business continuity and for employees to get paid? Um, uh, for standard tests, obviously technology helps, but that people are familiar with, uh, with, with both and with Travis' case, he had Boris, so uh, with the whole Europe, really. Um, and letting your uh, in-country payroll partner know in advance if you stock. So that's also important. There's no point holding the information for two, three, four days. As Mary mentioned, we don't have that amount of time uh, to hold off on decisions. And sometimes you just need to be very open and honest and say that's what's happening and move forward from that. Um, thank you both Annetta and Travis. Your, your comments are great because first of all, we always have to be thinking ahead of that backup plan if something doesn't work because we, we know the employee is, is our major client and that's, that is impactful to the organization to make sure they're receiving their pay on time. And the piece, uh, Annette, that you brought up about the business continuity and have people trained and support in standardization is key. We've all kind of gone through that in this in this last year with the pandemic of what happens. And if I look at Travis's example where he's in the US and Boris is in Africa, he has two different areas that he's processing from. So if something happens in the US, Boris can pick that area up. So that's the benefit of a business continuity if one particular region is down. And as, as Travis mentioned, uh, you know, he did have some challenges and we'll be honest, he had challenges and it was the tax agencies in some countries that were completely shut down because of the pandemic. So what are you gonna do? You have the employees, we have to work through those issues. And as Annetta mentioned, sometimes we have to make a decision and we have to go back and do uh, some adjustments afterwards and just making sure that communication is clear. So thank you both for sharing that insight. So Aoife, I think we have time for questions now. So would you uh, like to ask the first question for our team, panelists? Yeah, yeah. so we have um, a great first question here about, um, can you give some tips on how to build and maintain a relationship with the ICPs? So I don't know, Anesha, oh. do you want to go first? Or? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, go Annetta, Annetta is my ICP queen. She every every ICP loves her from the day that she talks to them for the first ten minutes. Uh, so my my tips for in-country payroll partners: uh, emails are nice, but calls are much nicer. <laughs> you can uh, you can your team. You can talk to your a team that will be supporting you in your in your country. And I think introductory call is just vital. If you don't know your ICP uh, for, for the rest of the year, I would make sure that I would get to know every my ICP <laughs> that is processing my payroll, just to say hello and how is things going. You will find out a lot uh, from, from your in-country payroll partner. Uh, be mindful of their time zone. Uh, if, if you're based in the US and you're asking your ICP to wake up middle of the night to talk, to you, uh, it's hard. Uh, you will get a better response if you propose a, a call uh, in their time zone. Um, and I suppose uh, uh, to for, for, for ICPs, for in-country payroll partners, uh, uh, they're like us uh, trying to get uh, through their workload, trying to be successful for their organization, trying to provide the best service. Not, not all days are great and understanding that um, on the other side of the screen, there may be a person uh, 
uh, that might need such a bit of time uh, to reply to you. And the patience, I think, is, is key. Uh, so I suppose that emotional intelligence and having um, uh, understanding your uh, in-country payroll partner and building that relationship, investing in that relationship is a key. Uh, that in situation when things happen, such as pandemic, down, uh, I, it could be it could be weather related. Uh, the ICP will ensure to uh, process your payroll or communicate to you what can be done in instances wherein they can't process that payroll on time and perhaps you need to use historical data and historical calculations but keeping that communication open will ensure uh, that uh, you have your calculations for that month. Uh, great. Uh, Travis, do you have yeah. anything <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> I mean, I Anetta, just <laughs> get in Anetta. Uh, um, no, I think the the relationship is like so spot on. I think, especially um, being mindful of the time zones, like being like you are like it is kind of weird because you're the client, they're the service provider. Um, but I think um, you know if you show goodwill and intentions, you know, getting up early. I know we've had a few early calls, especially with our um, Belgian providers. Um, it really does kind of pay for itself like tenfold um, in being able to say like, you know, when you do have something come up kind of last minute, like, hey, you know, I'm asking you to go the extra mile. Um, and then I also think it makes having like those really candid conversations like where expectations aren't being met a lot easier um, rather than just when you have a relationship that's solely based over like email or written communications. It's really hard to say like, hey, you've messed up. <laughs> Um, and expect them to, you know, be empowered to like act on it. I would totally agree that going that extra mile and adjusting the time that could work for both of you, and sometimes that's early morning or extension of your day, is key because the person on the other side appreciates that. Um, I just had a client this morning that said that to me because I'd gone on a very early call with them and they didn't realize how early it was and and they they're still apologizing but they realized I went that extra mile so that's key just coordinating the time and that is a person on the other side as Annetta mentioned the emotional intelligence is key too to think about okay what's our next question Aoife okay um, so the next one is how would you measure the success of the implementation project I don't know who wants to go first on that one. Probably <laughs> Travis. We'll have Travis. Yeah. Uh, well, I would hope you had defined what success would look like uh, prior to starting implementation um, to just have a benchmark to measure against. I think for Wave, ours was very kind of like uh, nebulous or like, um, you know, kind of more in theory. We knew we needed to have more visibility into our global payroll as we scaled. And so I think one of the things that Payslip has done and we've been able to say as a success is that not only can we see at any point of the month like where our payroll processes are at, but we can also, we're now empowered to have a lot more visibility into our data um, and make informed decisions so we can see you know, where are these, um, you know, unexpected, really high cost areas to employ and how do we make sure that um, if we are going to continue to employ in that area that it is for really key talent that helps move our business forward. Um, so yeah, I would say uh, definitely define that prior to starting, but if you don't, like, um, I think the ROI that Pacelip will provide will hopefully answer that question. 
Thank you, Travis. That's uh, definitely uh, a key piece for you to think about. And at any point as you're going through your journey, it's a transformation, especially with global projects. And as you mentioned, uh, it's best to, to get those uh, written down at the beginning and they may change as you go through the project. But then the team is having the discussions and often if we don't even talk about what we did great, we, we sometimes don't, we forget about it, right? And so it's great kind of as a success, let's celebrate the moment for where we are today. And here's the next, here's the next wave of countries that Travis is in. <laughs> he, he finished a couple waves and he's in his next wave, but um, our friendly penguin will keep us going and, and we'll be able to get through the next implementation. So that was great on that, great feedback. Annette, did you have anything on that? Yes, I think so. Uh, so for um, measuring your goals, and uh, as Travis mentioned, if you if you if you uh, have your list prior implementation, it's great. And again, comes back to stakeholders. So payroll team, they want to see a payroll during the month where it is visibility, transparency. Uh, who is assigned to this task? Is my in-country payroll partner on time? Are we uh, where we delayed last month? Can we improve on anything? I think that's very important where you are for, for your payroll team, but also think about other stakeholders and do remind the business why you went with this implementation and the successes that uh, you've achieved. So for your finance team, and we often see um, uh, GLs uh, provided by your in-country payroll partners, they may be delayed. If, if you have uh, saving of two days. Sure, it's fantastic that uh, accounting team now can process uh, GLs prior to the month end instead of the first week of, of the new month. And uh, if, if you're looking for your joiners and leavers reports and um, the database that you have through the system now can give you those, well, uh, that's HR team very happy because they don't have to uh, manually uh, have them. If you have your HCM, that's great. But if you don't and you're relying on uh, pulling the reports manually, um, then that, that's a big win then for HR team or any reporting to do with your employee data that you can draw from the system. Um, and for your employees um, in one country, maybe usually uh, um, uh, we have in the US online payslip is a given. But if you move any other countries and uh, we're looking at Kuwait, Pakistan, um, in those countries maybe not available. And if your system gives you that um, a possibility of implementation uh, and showing uh, all the pace for all your employees in the organization on one platform on the pay date, then it's a big win for the employees and uh, their uh, uh, obviously, their satisfaction with the payroll process, which is very, very important. Thank you. Thank you, Annetta. Uh, Eva, do we have any other questions? That, that's it for today. Okay, thank you. So, Travis and, and Annetta, do you have any closing um, feedback for the attendees today? Um, I think just going back to the question about being a strategic partner, like definitely, I think payroll, it's very easy to um, see yourself in that administrative function, but I would encourage everyone to, you know, advocate for having that seat at the table. Um, we have so much data at our fingertips and we can provide so many great insights that often our business leaders um, either overlook or don't factor into their decision making. And so 
I would encourage everyone to kind of find where they can provide more value rather than not saying processing payroll isn't valuable. It's immensely valuable. <laughs> um, I think as we know, there we often have more insight into our employees' kind of like data and just cost of employing. Yeah, you definitely do. Uh, I would agree. Annetta, do you have anything else to share? Uh, yes, and I agree with Travis, uh, for all payroll professionals, uh, uh, give yourself credit because uh, mm -hmm. the amount of various items that come up with every country's compliance, you're the expert, you see that day to day, you deal with the various cases. So often things not seen to the organization, uh, but re you're really the hero for the employees. Um, and it is very important that uh, um, you feel appreciated uh, for the work that you're doing. So well done to everybody that is working in that position. Um, and, uh, and yes, it is uh, very, very important uh, to understand your process and um, uh, to have a very good handle on it and having the data that you can showcase uh, to your leadership team. So definitely put your hand up uh, if you're seeing trends, if you're seeing anything important, because uh, uh, there is somebody else in the organization that will also see this as valuable and that can bring the organization onto the next level. Yeah, th thank you both, Travis and Annetta. I cannot agree uh, any, I can't agree with you totally. You are, payroll is essential, the operations that you do for the employees around the globe. and. I think it's definitely been improving in some areas over the last year, but we need to continue to make sure that people raise our hand, as Annetta said, talk to the senior leaders and share what we have, right? We have so much information. So thank you. And thank you for everybody that joined today. And Aoife, I'll turn it over to you for closing. Yes, so thank you very much, everyone. Um, I don't know if some of you may have missed it at the start, but we will have this recording available afterwards. So um, you'll receive that by email. And um, thank you again to Travis and Annetta and Mary for that excellent discussion. Really interesting, great points discussed. So thank you. Thanks for having Bye. me. It was great. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Now uh, we have to end it. <laughs> I don't know, Mary, if you can press the end because it's not working for music. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. It's ending. Oh, yes, it's closing. Yeah.